my wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I am Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Greg. And I'm Rusty. Welcome to this episode in which we're going to talk about a couple of American uh, directors, writers, producers. I think they do the whole gambit. We're going to talk about John Landis and John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. All right. This will be fun. Lots of great movies from those <clears throat> two fellas. Um, I guess, I, any preference on where we start, guys? Which I we think, start? honestly, and Craig and I kind of brought this up a minute ago, I think we should start with 78 and lead us into the 80s, only because in 78, Landis and Carpenter both uh, had blockbusters, absolute okay. blockbuster movies. They dropped bombs right. on the public. <laughs> yeah, they really did. <laughs> kind of set their path. Well, um, and, and they were uh, very influential films, one in the genre of, slob comedy with uh, John Landis. Yeah, I was going to say, of course I'm talking about Halloween. No, uh, Halloween <laughs> Halloween was Slob the groundbreaker uh, with thriller movies, you know, depending on who you ask, but both of them came out in 78 and uh, you know, they were big hits and uh, introduced a lot of people to a couple of specific genres there. The slob comedy and the slasher. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's blob about, comedy. Halloween was huge for that genre, well, man. Wait a minute. I want to back up a second. Is sure. blob comedy an official genre of filmmaking? I think we just made it one. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's now. Well, you I got an- like Animal House, and then how many, God knows how many films copied Animal House, you know. <laughs> oh, God, the, I know. Seriously. Well, and Halloween. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Halloween more so. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> every... Every week there was a different slasher movie coming out for the next five years or whatever the hell it was, you know? Right, right. Well, it's funny because we mentioned the jokingly said Halloween was a comedy. There are some funny-ass parts in Halloween. Um, Michael Myers putting on that sheet over his head and putting on the glasses and stuff and going upstairs to, is probably one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in the film. <laughs> just, just trying to Not picture... Terrifying. Picture Michael like before <laughs> that scene. Primping. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with this girl a little bit. I'm gonna dress up as a ghost. <laughs> it's just that that idea is hilarious. It is hysterical. When I saw it as a kid, it scared the shit out of me. But then when I saw it later on as an adult, I was like, God, this is hysterical. <laughs> she thinks it's Bob. It's not Bob. It's Mike. <laughs> That was the John Carpenter end of things. Of course, Carpenter had other stuff before that, like uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Precinct 13, yeah. yeah. And some other stuff as well. <clears throat> um, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, what you call it, Landis did the Kentucky Fried movie the year before, too. A famous right. okay. Zucker Brothers flick. Had the famous... That's some, that's some silliness there, yeah. The famous parody... Uh, uh, what was it? A fistful of yen. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And I didn't know this, Brian. You might have known this, but John Carpenter directed the TV movie Elvis. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, no, from, I totally remember from seventy nine. Yeah, yep, one of his first of, of many collaborations with Kurt Russell. Yeah, 
Cool movie. Not a bad flick at all. Kurt Russell does a really, really good Elvis. What was the name? Oh, what was the name of it again? Just Elvis. Elvis. Just Elvis? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not just Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. Just Elvis. <laughs> just Elvis. <laughs> Not just Elvis. And there was a... All right. And there was also for Carpenter, there was a TV movie called Someone's Watching Me from 78. I'm not sure what that, it looks like a horror movie. Uh, I don't know if I remember that one. I it's saw that earlier. It's a TV know if I movie. Hmm, okay. It's a black poster with two eyes staring forward and it says John Carpenter's Someone's Watching Me. Huh, okay. Huh, what year was it? That was 80 or? 79. Oh, 79, okay. Sounds right, kind so of groovy. We... Landis, uh, again, <laughs> National Lampoon's Animal House, that uh, groundbreaking uh, college, co- drunken college romp that uh, made toga parties very popular. And that was 78, correct? Yep. Yes. Today is still a fucking classic. I'm sorry, but back then it was kind of the, <clears throat> it was a little bit groundbreaking for its irreverent sort of humor. Um, I think anyway, uh, comparatively, I mean, you had meatballs kind of right around that time too, right? which kind of fell into that, that screwball kind of comedy, but mm-hmm. I do like, Slob I do comedy, like, I think we <laughs> yeah, Slob comedy, um, Caddyshack was another one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Slob comedy is perfect. That movie is just absolutely fucking fantastic. Well, and then he followed that up with two years later, he did, uh, the, another huge hit and the movie that's. Really lasted over time too. Blues Brothers, nineteen eighty. Yeah, yep. yep. Back with uh, back with Belushi again. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. I enjoyed yeah. the Blues Brothers for the most part. Oh, I did too. The original one, I loved it. Yeah, I don't think anyone should have ever conceived a, a sequel idea with that. Once Belushi's that, gone, stop. Yeah, that was terrible. <clears throat> it really was, was a really bad idea. I never even saw it. I didn't either. I've seen parts of it. I knew enough to stay away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I believe it came up before. It's so bad. I thought it was two movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. right. <laughs> we did. That's right. You thought you thought there was another one made. I was like, no, no, that yeah. was. I was so traumatized. <laughs> just the one, yeah. yeah. It just went on for too long. <laughs> it has to be two movies. And I get, I get it that John Goodman was a big fan and he wanted to be a part of the equation and all that. I just, to me. It stops when one of the guys dies. It's a tandem. It's a two two man thing. It's Belushi, you know, and and Aykroyd. And when one of them is gone, the whole thing's done. Be done. You yeah. Know, I don't know. Talk about it in an interview that you love the Blues Brothers so much. Don't make a movie. It's just silly. Nobody wants right, to see right, it. Right, right, right. And if I remember, it didn't do that well at the box office either. No, I don't think it did. Landis not did direct it. Like a fucking flop. Yeah, definitely yeah. not what they were Landis, expecting. No, nope. Landis did direct it, though. Yeah. He did direct Blues Brothers 2000. That's unfortunate. That's right. He did, didn't he? Oh, my God. I forgot they got him back for that. Yeah. Because wow. I was wondering when if was, they did. When I was looking into it, Blues Brothers cost $30 million to make in 1980. and it, But it wasn't the most expensive movie that year, 1941. Oh, that's was, a flop. Thirty-one million dollars, but there's a, a rumor. Flop. Yeah, there was a rumor that Landis and Spielberg were competing to make the most expensive movie that year. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny. Spielberg pops up in the end, the very end, of the last scene of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Oh what, my God, you're right. He, where is he in the? What is he doing in it? He is. God, guys, do you remember exactly? The what, tax 
the tax, tax, tax person. Yeah, yeah. Office. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We had, there was debate because I thought that was great cause. I remember. But if I remember though, 1941 was a big flop. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I remember it being hyped. Me too. As being like a really funny movie. And then, you know, I was really young at that age, even. And I remember it being hyped up as this um, great comedy. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like, hey, these two wacky guys are back together again. And oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And wow, yeah. Not so much. <laughs> no. 1981, one of my favorite movies ever, American Werewolf in London. Did you guys all see oh, that? Oh, yeah, yes. John Landis once again. I, yes. I've actually, I've never actually seen it. Wow, oh, it's really? worth watching. Never, but yeah. It's worth watching. It, it, to me, it is. It's kind of like a black comedy, sort of. Oh, totally. It is. Yeah, yeah, it very much so is. Great effects, too. I think so, especially for that, that year. Yeah. For that time, yeah. Out. It was really gross. I remember that. It was, like, really <laughs> gross, the, the transformation of, of the guy into the werewolf. It, well, it was yeah, really there, there, gross. I remember there being a lot of scenes of David Naughton running around with his wiener hanging out and <laughs> turning into a werewolf. And just as a kid, I was 11 years old, so that kind of fucked me up because at the time he was a Dr. Pepper spokesman, so that kind of weirded me out a little what? bit. Really? He was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, yeah. <laughs> he was, like, he was huge in that commercial, man. That's how he like made his way into fame, basically. Oh wow! Yeah, later on, ended up on Seinfeld as the uh, recovering alcoholic dating Elaine too. Oh yeah! Right. Oh, my God. I'm back on the wagon. He's back on the wagon. Is it off the wagon or on the wagon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I didn't. I didn't put two and two together there. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because there's one scene where he's talking to Jerry and he's like, you don't seem all that funny to me. <laughs> You're supposed to be a funny guy. You don't seem all that funny to me. <laughs> oh, man. But no, American Werewolf in London, I, I loved. That's uh, apparently that won an Academy Award for Best Makeup. But that's Oh, I first, can see that. The first winner of the category was created in 81. Oh, oh wow. Really? That's interesting. Wow, okay. I didn't know cool. that. I didn't either. That's cool. I thought it would have been yeah, earlier no, the, than that. No, the effects were great. When his when his friend gets killed and his friend comes back, um, those are pretty cool scenes. I mean, they're very well done. I like where he's talking kind of to comical. him as a zombie. Yeah, right. Comical and, and kind of, you know, weird and freaky at the same time type thing. Yeah, yeah. But definitely worth watching. Yeah, if you've never seen it, absolutely worth watching. It's, it's a pretty funny movie. It's one of those things... If you see it as a kid, the humor is going to go right by you, and it's just a straight-up horror movie. Horror movie, yeah, yes. and that's how it was for me at 11 years old. Yep. Like yeah. like when you watched the 60s Batman show as a kid. and, mm -hmm. and the, Hey, man, that was a hardcore drama to me. And the yeah. yeah, the campy humor went right over your head. To you, it's just an exciting Batman, you know. Crime drama. Crime yeah. drama show. I always wondered, why is my grandfather laughing at this? This is serious shit. You know, the Riddler's really fucking things up for Batman right now. How is he laughing at this? Your grandpa, your grandpa is evil. There, there can be no other answer. Your grandpa is evil. Right, exactly. That was my thought. I'm like, he's nuts. Is it funny? Batman's, you know, strapped to some shit. He's trying to get something out of his utility belt to save the day. This is serious shit.
<laughs> and I've got to wait a week to find out what happens. Here's another big one right away from Landis. I, I kind of forgot Landis did this one, but trading places in 1983. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. I, I totally agree. Yeah, that's a good movie. What was the, you know, I was trying to think, and we'll get back into Trading Places in a minute. What was that movie that Eddie Murphy was in as a star, but it was with Dudley Moore, and he hardly had any time in it at all, and people were really pissed off going to the theater to see it? Craig, do you remember? Um, Dudley Moore. Was it The Golden Child, or? No, 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 no. Wait, Best Defense? Best Defense. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and I don't know who directed that, but that came out around that time, and people had just seen Trading Places, so they were really excited to see Eddie Murphy in a new movie. Yeah, Dudley so Moore. To, yeah, yeah. best defense. So people, yeah. people went to see that movie thinking, I'm, I'm going to see some Eddie. And he was like in it for five minutes and people were really <laughs> pissed off. It was pretty much a Dudley Moore movie with an Eddie Murphy cameo. <laughs> people were not happy, man. Best defense, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Come see Eddie. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Give us your money. It's a Dudley Moore movie. <laughs> Psych. Yeah. Right. So, apparently that was directed by uh, Willard Hayek. Huh? And, uh, okay. He's, he's only directed four things. Uh, Best Defense. <laughs> oh, and uh, after that, Howard the Duck. Well, oh, well, a, you know. That's a good and sign. Then he was done. Okay. <laughs> he, he sealed his career, I guess. Uh, hell of a resume. <laughs> Those two winners. But Trading Places. That, um, that's a good, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. Ackroyd, um, that's a, yeah, that's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Eddie Murphy's second movie, wasn't it? After 48 Hours? That I don't, Adam, yeah, I don't, I know. don't remember. Yeah, I think it is. But he's a powerhouse in that movie, Murphy was, yeah. Oh, big time, yeah. What was his character's name? Billy Ray Valentine, was that it? Oh my God, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah, it was, it was his second movie. And then Best Defense in 84. And then, okay, and then they got kind of redeemed with Beverly Hills Cop that same year. That's a good so. redemption movie. He needed yeah. that, yeah. Not John Landis, but but right. Eddie Murphy in general. Sure. Well, and then at that point, Eddie Murphy fans were like, all right, should I go to this goddamn movie? Is he really going to be in this one? Or is it going to be getting ugly more again? <laughs> <laughs> the old, the classic bait and switch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right, now it's time to talk about beheading. Uh-oh. Beheading. Decapitation time. Okay. Oh, Twilight 19, Zone the movie. 1983 Twilight oh, Zone the movie. Oh, wow, yeah. A horrible accident on set of that one. Horrible. Yeah. It was towards the very end. Vic Morrow, who was one of the main lead actors in that movie, got hit by a helicopter. He got decapitated. A kid with oh. him got decapitated. And another kid got killed. So three people died. And Vic Morrow, by the way, and I looked this up, it's Jennifer Jason Lee's dad. I don't know okay. if you guys remember Jennifer Jason Lee yeah. from yeah. Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, single white female. Yeah. That's her dad. So, and that turned out to be a big lawsuit and huge, huge, long, you know, yeah, drawn really out bad. kind of trial thing. Yeah. That that kind of fucked Landis's career up for a while. Just because it was so it was just such a negative. I mean, it's hard to move past something like that. I would imagine impossible to move past something like that. Considering there's God knows how many people actually witnessed it. Yeah, no kidding. Right. A very traumatic experience, I can imagine. Yeah. Good movie, though. I love the movie. You know, I just, I hate to think of it ending in a fucking decapitation. Yeah. Right. But... And it's kind of, it's kind of amazing, if not a little bit fucked up, that it actually went to print after all that happened. Uh, yeah, I, mean? I know. Yeah, <laughs> they just, exactly. They just didn't scrap it out of, you right. know, 
Yeah. And you're still like, hey, we still got a movie. Here it is. <laughs> we, uh, we've sucked how many millions of dollars? You know, let's right. not have them had died oh, yeah. in vain well, we didn't, or some shit like that. We didn't include the decapitation in the movie. <laughs> right. Right. Not in there. We, we, we edited it guys. out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Director's cut, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Wow. Director's yeah, what cut. A way, what a way to wrap things up on a multi-million dollar film. Jesus. I see what you did there, Rusty. Director's cut. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, I got that. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. Good movie, though. I liked it, man. John Lithgow was in it. Uh, he played the William Shatner role, basically a nightmare at 20,000 feet from the Twilight Zone. Very good stuff there. Um, Craig, you mentioned you had seen it. Have you, uh, Rusty and Andy, have you guys seen it? Yep. Yes, okay. long time ago though that yeah. I oh, barely too. remember. Yeah, I forgot until looking at this. Dan Aykroyd is in the beginning. Yeah, he sure is. Um, yeah, so you want to see something really Albert scary? Albert Brooks, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Want to see something real yeah. scary? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that movie begins. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a cool flick. It's just again, it's you can't think about that and not think about you know, somebody losing their their head. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. It's nuts. Landis also directed Thriller that year. 83, yes, he did. The yeah. music video, that yeah. I found very surprising. And then his later work and all the stuff that he did for Michael Jackson, I was kind of surprised to see that because he did other stuff with Michael Jackson, too. Back then, I mean, this, this is 83, so Michael Jackson is... is Michael Jackson yeah. through the roof famous at this point. In the 90s, he did a few things about Michael Jackson. Okay. Directed a few things. Yeah. The but in, 80, in 83, Michael Jackson was, let's see, for Thriller, he got, is it Eddie Van Halen? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. Beat it. Landis, and so, yeah, man, he had, like, everybody. I mean, everyone wanted to work with Michael at that point. Disneyland. He also... He did a TV documentary in 85, too. He directed Disneyland's 30th anniversary celebration. I'm looking at that now. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I know. Neither do I. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so the next big movie for him is, and I don't know if you guys remember, The Spies Like Us. Oh, I, I remember. I saw like it in the theaters with my brother. Ackroyd and really? Chase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a pretty funny movie. It's not bad. Really? I was got. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. It always came off to me as being boring, and I thought critically, it was um, jeered as well. It yeah, it wasn't been. very popular, but I don't know. I right. still uh, doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> like, a couple of bits from it. Yeah, no, it's yeah. There's some funny moments in it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I saw it in the theaters with my brother, and I liked it. Yeah. It's got that uh, it's got that kind of Dan Aykroyd stink on it, where it's there's a complicated Russian ICBM plot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. sort of makes it boring, yeah. Three Amigos, nineteen eighty six. Would you say there's a plethora? <laughs> there's a, see, <laughs> one of a plethora of John Landis movies. <laughs> <laughs> a plethora? Would you say he has a plethora of hits at this point? <laughs> yes, I would. 1986 was <laughs> Three Amigos. I, yeah. I still that that movie has some parts where there's like you know nothing much happens in it. You know stretches mm -hmm. where nothing much happens in it. But I still laugh my ass off at that stupid movie. I do too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. That, that scene where they're they're sneaking into the studio at night and uh, 
and Steve Martin's up on the wall trying to get their attention. You're like, you too. Come on. Come on. Look up here. Look up here. And they're just sitting down there like, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> it's a yeah, funny trio. They're a funny, funny trio. They really are. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Are. Great chemistry. That, that movie was on a few weeks ago on TV, and I watched a little bit of it, and it's, it holds up. It's, it's pretty good. I can so. see that. I haven't seen that in yeah. years, but I would imagine it does hold up. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Three Amigos and Spies Like Us both have like dumb, slightly dirty jokes that just kind of put the brakes on the movie for a second because three amigos <laughs> has that like yeah it's a male male plane how can you tell it's a male plane it's a little nuts and then spies like us that's great spies like us they're in the woods and there's uh a sound and he's like what's that it's a dick fur what's a dick fur to be with <laughs> what's a dick for that's right because <laughs> that one that one got repeated on the playground a lot at school what's a dick i'm for? sure it did what's a dick for Yo, okay, so Dexper? 1988, and I know, Craig, this is one of your favorites, uh, and it is mine too, Russ, Andy, I would imagine you two like it as well, Coming to America. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. I, I think it's one of Eddie's best. You think so? I think it is, Craig. Best? Better than Golden Child? <laughs> it's hard to beat Golden Child in the best defense, but it's okay. I didn't. I didn't know Landis did Coming to America. I'll be done. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm learning so much today. That's one of your favorites, is it not, Craig? I wouldn't say favorites, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. Well, I know you like Eddie, and and that's definitely one of Eddie's best, I think, works. Um, I think it's one of the first times we saw Eddie play multiple characters in a movie. It was kind of cool. It was, nobody had really seen that before. It was really funny. The barbershop scenes are fucking hysterical. Oh, yeah, I love what they're talking about, boxing. Boxing, yeah, yeah. that's funny yeah. shit, man. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought Rocky Marciano. Mike Tyson, a little fucking bulldog. <laughs> yeah, they did open Eddie, a can of worms then, with his playing multiple characters. The what? They did open a can of worms with playing multiple characters. Oh, yeah. Professor, and, yeah and he just true. Totally back. true. Yeah. I also love the scene when um, there's a scene in the barbershop where Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall walk in and one of the barbers looks up and says, hey, Kunta Kinte. <laughs> <laughs> Character from Roots. Yeah. Oh, it's funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one here, I had completely forgotten that this film existed. 1991's Oscar. Starring, Dude, I'm looking at it right now. And starring I no Sylvester Stallone. What this is. Oh, that's right. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I never God. saw it. <sighs> yeah, I feel like I've stumbled across this on TV a time or two and just been confused. Oh, it looks confusing. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Oh, it was, it was like a gangster comedy thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, where, like, okay. I, Stallone was going to give up his, uh, his oh. life of crime or something like that. <sighs> Yeah, this is when it's like, okay, so the beheadings have officially affected Landis because now he's not even choosing scripts correctly. He's just fucking around and he's taking <laughs> off scripts, you know. Um, wow, dude, I barely remember that being out. Never yeah. saw it, thank God. I didn't either. It looks dumb. Wow. Yeah. I, it looks like <laughs> It seemed like this was popular, though, for a period to do these, like, you know, period gangster right. comedies. 
It kind of was, yeah. It was at the time, yeah. Johnny Dangerously. And yeah, that's what I was thinking of with Joe Piscopo, yeah. And Michael Keaton, I think, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. Michael Keaton. Okay. Mm. Oh, he, he directed the video for Black or White at this time, too. Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah. The, the infamous uh, crotch-grabbing video. <laughs> the director's cut now with five more minutes of Michael grabbing his dick. <laughs> What's a dick for? <laughs> for Michael Jackson to grab. If that's if he has a dick, I don't know if you remember, but Eddie Murphy was on um, SNL once and took a Michael Jackson doll and he pulled the pants off of the thing off. And he was like, "Yeah, that's just what I figured." And he does the Eddie Murphy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, well, the video for Black and White, that had Macaulay Culkin in it, too. That's right. And, and that, that groundbreaking face morph technology. The face morphing yeah, the thing. Face yes. Morph. Wait, what was the end? Which one? The world changed. The, the Black or White video for Michael Jackson. They had Macaulay Culkin in that. Oh, he was, my God. He I was vaguely remember lip syncing that. the rap part in the middle. And, and then they had the, the face warping thing. Yeah. The face morphing thing, I should call it. Not warping, oh, wow. but morphing. Okay. From one person to the next. Yeah. Then In Living Color made fun of that with you know, the, I don't know whether I'm black or white. With Tommy <laughs> Davidson and Michael. And they kept, they had kept having him morph as like black when he was a kid and then getting lighter skinned. And then. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, they're like having, am I black or white? Please tell me. <laughs> Talk about things that would not fly today. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy yeah, fuck. really. Oh, like, my seriously. God. For real, yeah. Would not fly. All right, so we went into the 90s, so we'll pull it back a little bit. We'll start with Carpenter in the 80s. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Well, we talked about Halloween and... In Elvis. 78. Yeah. Elvis in 79. And the Fog. Another famous horror fog. movie, yeah. I love The Fog, dude. I thought The Fog was great. Again, I haven't seen it in probably decades, but I remember liking it. I saw it a number of years ago for the first time. Really? Okay, yeah. what'd you think? It was all right. You know, it was... Yeah, it's not bad. Um, it's hard for a horror movie it. to hold up over decades like that. I think, yeah, if I would have seen it in 1980. Right. When it came out, I think which, which I, I did. It's a big difference. I would have been a little more impressed with it, I think. Sure. Now, isn't that a Stephen King thing? Yeah, it's a Stephen okay. King story. Yep. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Jamie I'm Lee Curtis sure and uh, Adrian Barbo. Adrian Barbo's in it. Yeah. She was the radio announcer. Janet Lee was in it too. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Mm, I didn't know that. I don't remember that. Okay. Yep. Cool. And Jamie Lee Curtis was in it too. Yes. Mm -hmm. In the movie with her mama, Hal Holbrook was in it too as the the priest. Yep, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Think of Holbrook. Always think of Holbrook getting his head smashed into that steering wheel repeatedly <clears throat> over and over by Dirty Harry Callahan. <laughs> Mag Magnum Force. God, Magnum Force. Yep. That's so great. Escape from New York. You know what's weird? 81. I've never seen it. I've oh, never seen I've York. never seen Escape from New York either. 
I haven't really? seen all of it. I've like maybe seen a scene of it and that's it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you guys. Snake Plissken, that's one of my favorite movies. Is it really? Really? Okay. It's, it's a, a lot of people's people love that movie. Yeah. A far mm-hmm. it's it's set in the far future of nineteen ninety seven. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <clears throat> You, you Russ, did you see it when it, it came out, or how were, Russ? How no, were you no. When it came out? I, w- I would have been three when it came out. Oh, so, yeah, okay. I saw okay, it okay, quite okay, a bit later, gotcha. but yeah, yeah I was a, I, I was I, eleven years old when it came out, and I remember it being out, and I loved Kurt Russell, so I wanted to see it, just never got around to it. It looked cool. Adrian Barbo was in this too. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ernest Borgnine was in it. Lee mm-hmm. Van Cleef. He's good. My God, Donald Pleasance, Isaac Hayes. Really? Holy crap. Chef. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, Chef was playing a character called the Duke. Huh. Donald Pleasance was in it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. All right. A little Halloween reunion there. The best. I yeah, I need, I need to see it. I need to see that movie. What about the sequels, Russ? Are you have you seen those? Are those good? Are they worse? Yeah, I mean, no, they're they're ridiculous. Escape from really? is ridiculous, but yeah. is it really? It's fun. I mean, okay. yeah. If you're, I mean, they're but they're both very campy. It's like uh, it's sort of a B movie style. Okay. Escape from Kurt, LA. Is Kurt Russell in the sequels? He is. He's in Escape from LA. I was okay. gonna say in LA, he's on the poster here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's and it's much more ridiculous. There's like uh, jumping off a surfboard into a car. There's a just over the top shit. Yeah, he makes a basketball okay. shot that like saves his life. It's ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> wow, ninety six. That didn't come out until ninety six. Yeah, I knew it had been a while since. Wow. Yeah, I did. I did see that in the theater. <laughs> okay. Cool. I need to see that. I need to see Escape from New York. I've always wanted to see it. I need to see that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. The, the like the art design and stuff is really cool. There's yeah, fun okay. like fake technology. Huh. Okay. 1982. Yeah, going from that into the into the thing. The thing. The thing. It. Fucking love that movie. Kurt Russell again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie, dude. I, I thought that was. I, again, my brother and I, when I was let's see, I would have been what year did the thing come? Out? I was twelve. Uh, I remember seeing that in the theaters and being blown away by the special effects, which actually are still pretty goddamn good if you watch it. They're pretty good. They hold up. They're so Very far. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the the morphing uh, uh, human being d- or alien whatever the hell it is disguising itself as different human beings and yeah mm-hmm. yep Ant- was still. it Antarctica where that took place yeah there's some cold yeah. shit yeah. man you watch that movie you're cold watching it yeah yeah yes <laughs> very yeah. uncomfortable yeah is that Mc- McMurdo Station or something. And also, I remember watching that, and I was living in Texas, and I remember watching it, going, "Wow, I've got to move there. Where, where, where can I go where there's snow like that? That's fucking cool." And yeah, one of the reasons I left and came to Wisconsin at some point, the thing probably had a lot to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adrian, such good, such good tension with the paranoia, yeah. of who, who it might be next. Yeah, it was cool, man. Adrian and like said, Barbo was in this too. Up. Yeah, he liked her. Adrian Barbo was in this too as computer voice. She was, she was uncredited. She, she was also oh, in so yeah, Escape from New York. I saw that too. Yep. She was in that movie yep. too. Yeah, when uh, when Kurt Russell's playing chess in the beginning, I think she's the voice of the computer chess. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. 
Yeah, I was going to say, because I don't remember her being in that. But, huh. Yeah, because they're all bored, and he's playing computer chess and keeps losing. And yeah. Would you like to play again? <laughs> yeah, and you know, the special effects, like, like I said, they hold up. I think they do. Uh, a lot of before-it's-time before kind of shit. Um, freaky shit to watch, man. Yeah, I, I think because they're so strange. Like, it's not exactly trying to look realistic. It's Right, it's just right. Bizarre. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Wow. Uh, apparently, Barbo was, uh, she was keeping busy, apparently, after Maud went off the air. <laughs> Sounds like it. And, yeah. um, and tell that John Carpenter was a big fan. Yes. <laughs> I guess so. Well, you know, directors, when they, when they find actors they like, they really like to use them. Yeah. Like a lot. Barbo was also in the, uh, was it, what was it, Stephen King's, um, geez, with Leslie Nielsen and um, Creep Show. Creep show. Yeah, she's in Creep Show too. Yeah, she was Hal Holbrook's wife. That's right. She won't shut the show. fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> tell tell her to call you Billy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, we could do a whole show on that movie. <laughs> that movie's great. Uh the thing and 83, you also have uh the killer car movie. I love Christine, Christine, man. Christine, really? Stephen King. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. That was fucking great. So fucking ridiculous, but okay. Oh, insanely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you see it later stupid. on in life, and you're like, this is so goddamn Yeah, dumb. I think I actually saw that one in the movie theater. I think that's when my mom took us to. Oh, I did, for sure. Yeah, yeah I would have been 11 that. when that came out. Have you seen it since then? I mean, sure. I, not in its entirety, but bits here and there. Sure. Throughout time. Oh my God, Kelly Preston was in Christine. Yes, she was. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's name is Cunningham in that movie, and the 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 one of the bad guys calls him Cunningham throughout the movie. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get it's hard to get past that. It's just so goofy when you first hear it, and you're like, Oh my God! All right. <laughs> It's like, how do, you, how do you not kind of snicker at that? I know, seriously, yes. <laughs> it's like so, it's like so juvenile, right, right. And, and looking back on it, not scary. It's not a scary movie, really. It's yeah, it's just campy. It's just goofy. Definitely not a definitely to me, not a dark horror movie or anything like that. It's like creep show. It's just silly and goofy. Yeah. Well, More I don't so. know. <laughs> I think it's. I think it takes itself a little bit more seriously than it does Goofy, which yeah, I yeah. guess to me was kind of like only makes it more ridiculous. Well, yeah. Yeah, if yeah. it's taking itself <laughs> seriously. Like Creepshow doesn't take itself seriously at all. No, God no. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Just fucking killer cars like that and, <laughs> and, and the actual movie, The Car, right? Isn't I remember that. I remember The Car, man. Yeah. James Brolin. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, my, in fact, I remember seeing that at the drive-in theater with my brother and my mom, and it was, um, I think it was a double feature. I think the first movie might have been Smokey and the Bandit, and then there was wow. The Car, and then it was The Car with James Brolin. Oh, wow. And, I was, and nice. I was like, oh my God, is this really about an evil car? Are we seriously watching a movie about an evil vehicle? <laughs> yes, yes, you are. And, and then, yes, I was, for two hours. So crazy. I never did see that movie. <laughs> oh, see, it's worth for the silliness. It's worth watching. Well, plus it's, it's got Kelly Preston in it. 
Sure. But. Young Kelly <laughs> Preston. So, eh, you know. I'll do it. There's that. I'll do it. Right. <laughs> Carpenter. I'm not familiar with Starman. That's Jeff Bridges. From so, 1984. Yeah, that's a bizarre movie. You get to watch uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, he's naked. an alien. He has, uh, he's naked and he has to learn how to talk. Yep. It's really bizarre. Yeah, no, I don't know. I thought maybe I saw it, but not, I'm thinking of The Last Starfighter. There were some completed. funny scenes in Starman, actually. But uh, like Russ yeah. said, he's, he's an alien. He's learning how to talk, you know, like a human kind of thing. And there's some funny scenes. There's a scene where the uh, Starman's riding with a trucker. And the guy doesn't know that Starman is an alien. Uh, there's a roadblock ahead. And, and the trucker says he's on the CB or radio thing. And he's like, uh, roadblock, I guess. And so like 30 minutes later in the movie, Jeff Bridges as Starman is with another guy. And they're in a car, and something's going on, and Jeff Bridges repeats what he knows, and he goes, roadblock, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> roadblock, I guess. Because he, he, he had heard it said that way, so he repeated it. <laughs> but yeah, I remember the naked scenes of Jeff Bridges and being a little uncomfortable there. I was um, like, is this necessary? That's weird too, because he's he like he lands and then he uh, he uh, Karen Allen's husband is dead, but he needs like a form, and so he like manifests. There's photos of him. He manifests mm. as her dead husband. It's really weird movie. It is very, wow. oh, Karen Allen. That's right from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, and Animal House. Yes, and Animal oh. House too. Yeah, <clears throat> Karen Allen. Yeah, what the hell ever happened to her? Yeah, I don't know because she was um, she was in some big movies. She was in Scrooge. Scrooge. That. Yeah. Hmm. That's okay. like the last movie I recall seeing her in was. Yeah, Scrooged. that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, she just kind of disappeared. Let's see, John Carpenter. Oh, Big Trouble in Little China. Another uh, Kurt Russell movie. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. Yeah. I've never seen it. You guys? I don't think I've on? seen all of it. <laughs> oh, I, again, I love that movie. Like, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just campy action. It's very silly. That's why I've heard it's it's entertaining. It's it. it's kind of return entertaining and like sort of like a, I don't like a romancing the stone kind of way. Oh, okay, sure. Like action, light, light, lighthearted. It's very funny. Like, fun action, fun, like action rogue character love romancing the stone by the way and yeah. jewel of the nile it was way before kathleen turner became a man <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> i'm gonna have to edit that shit out <laughs> and also wow. um james hong is in uh big trouble in little china the chinese restaurant dude from seinfeld mm, oh wow okay mm -hmm. caught right caught right <laughs> 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 they call for cart ride. Your cart ride. Yeah, I'm not cart ride. <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah? Who's who's, who's cart ride? ride? I'm cart ride. You're not. I'm cart ride. Yeah, he's great. He's the big baddie in it. Um, mortal villain. Yeah, Prince of Darkness. I'm not terribly familiar with. Dude, either. I don't remember that at all. 1987. Donald Pleasance again. An ancient heard of that. I haven't either. Wow. 
On I don't know if I've ever heard of this movie until today. A strange liquid and an evil force unleashed on humanity. Andy, have you seen this one? I'm sorry. <laughs> Which one? I, I checked out for a second. Prince of Darkness. <laughs> Prince of Darkness. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I have not. I have not seen that. Yeah, never even heard of it until today. No. Alice Cooper was in it. Prince of Darkness. Apparently. Oh, okay. He's credited way down there as Street Shizu. Shizu. <laughs> but we we also have a movie of 1988 starring uh, what was at the time my favorite professional wrestler who had just retired. Oh, my Roddy, God. Yes. Roddy Piper. <laughs> In that movie. They live. They live. That, That's a that... Stephen King story. Is it a Stephen King I think story? so. I believe is it, it is. I, I think that. so. Russ, that do you movie, know? I don't know, actually. I didn't, I didn't think so, but... That movie's awesome, though. I'm yeah, sorry. I love that, the, the fight scene in that movie... <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's great. Oh, my fucking God. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, you, it was hard to take that fight scene 100% seriously even before Timmy and Jimmy's fight on South Park. I was wrong. It is not a Stephen King movie. Huh. Okay. okay. I've never I've never seen it. Is it worth watching? Is it Oh my God. You have to see it, Brian. Really? Honestly, yes. If you okay. only see one John Carpenter movie in your entire life. It's really it's so? gotta what be they mean? live. It's, Why? It's ridiculous. Okay. It's funny. It's just is it is it a genre? It's sci fi. More sci fi yeah. than horror and okay, more politically. It's entertaining more as hell. Yeah, with a little bit more politics kind of in the in the uh, the background going on there a little bit. Oh, okay. A little bit political. It's a little political. <laughs> really? Say, say that way, yeah. Huh, yeah. Okay. But if you've ever if you've ever heard of someone who's here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, but they're all out of bubble gum, that's where that comes from. <laughs> that's rowdy, yeah, rowdy rowdy piper. Wow, I need to see this. You do. Huh, okay. That was when Roddy uh, had retired from pro wrestling the year before to become an actor, and he and he did They Live with John Carpenter. Hmm, okay. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 a must see, Brian. Huh. Okay. I'll definitely check it out. Absolutely. Obey. You will obey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I didn't know this was a. John Carpenter did Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I remember that. 92? Yes. Oh, that's the Chevy Chase. Okay. Oh my yeah, Chevy Chase. I just, all oh, I, I remember, remember of it movie. is the poster in the video store. Chevy Chase with his face disappearing, holding on to Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. Daryl Hannah, there's another actress that just kind of disappeared. She was in some big fucking movies. Oh, my God. She's, she's a little on the flaky side. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what she's up to. Not sure either. But that I is true. You cool. don't see her much. Yeah, I thought she was a good actress. Yeah, I did too. I remember a friend of mine watching this years ago. I I only watched a couple of minutes of it, and then I had to leave. In the Mouth of Madness from 1994. Dude, that's like one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, really? It's in my top 50 easily. Oh. Yeah. It's such a weird horror movie. It's just so bizarre. It's like it's dreamlike, 
nightmarish kind of thing. It's yeah, it's good shit. Sam O'Neill. That's the, is that the Cthulhu one? The what? Like the Cthulhu one, the like Lovecraft mythos. I think so. Yeah, it's got Sam O'Neill in it, and Carpenter had worked with Sam O'Neill before, um, and in well, Invisible Man, I believe. Yeah, Sam Neill was in that too. He's also in Jurassic Park. That's where most people know Sam Neill from. But yeah, right. and the Mouth of Madness is, is definitely worth seeing. That's a good movie. Very, very weird. It's a weird fucking movie. Kind of the thing that creeps into your brain as you try to sleep, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a nightmare waiting to happen, basically. Oh. Yeah, it's cool. A very cool movie. Sounds fun. Like we've all seen different John Carpenter movies. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back to Landis. Mm-hmm. John Landis did not. He did not direct Beverly Hills Cop one or two. But he did three. But then all of a sudden he's directing Beverly Hills Cop three <laughs> in 1994. <laughs> what's, what's up with that? What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a huge bomb too. Beverly Hills Cop three. Three didn't do so well. No. No, three didn't do so great. That was one yeah, I, I remember old. watching Siskel and Ebert back then, and where Roger Ebert's sitting there going, you know, watching this movie is like you're sitting there and you're trying to wrap your brain around what in the heck made Eddie Murphy so magical in the first two in the first place. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. God, what year was three? What year did that come out? 94. Okay. That sounds about right. That's what I was thinking, mid 90s. Yeah, it looks like he's got a run of bombs in the 90s because it's mm-hmm. that stupid. The stupid. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> starring, starring Tom Arnold. Oh, oh, man. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, you know it's good then. It's called The Stupids and it's starring Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back to that Twilight Zone thing. I mean, I don't know. Could you guys finish a movie like that? Because I don't think I could. I think I'd scrap the whole goddamn thing and just go into therapy. I mean, that's what a humid would do, but this is Hollywood. Right, business, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Touché. I just, I don't know, man. That, that would be, that's, that's hard to move past that kind of shit. What, it's yeah. Not, it's not like somebody you know. just died on the set either. You know, right. it's like these motherfuckers were. They lost their heads. Yes. And a child lost his head. I mean, good fucking God. That's, yeah, that's tough to move past. I would think impossible. But, you know, I know with the Alec Baldwin thing with Rust, I'm assuming that movie will never come out because of what's happened there. But that movie was also in its infancy. They had just started filming that. The the actress who got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Or not actress. She was a um, camera 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 person. person. Oh, camera person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's different though, because that movie they had just started filming. Twilight Zone thing's a little different. They were they were wrapping shit up. Yeah, they were like they were done. You know, they were putting on the finishing touches kind of thing, and all of a sudden, wow, a helicopter kills three people. So I don't know what you do there. I'm not really sure. I wouldn't want to be in that position because I think I'd scrap the whole thing. That's too much. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot. It's a rare position to be in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it really is. <laughs> Seriously. Thankfully. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. 
I'm, I'm coming away with this uh, with a lot of uh, John Carpenter and John Landis movies to watch. I thought I, I, thought I watched most of them, but yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, Escape from New York, I definitely need to see. Uh, and They Live, I, I need to see yeah, that too. Yeah, you gotta yeah. see that. Yeah, I need. Yeah, I want to see Escape from New York now. Oh yeah, yeah. And see, I didn't see that one too. I've always wanted to. I've just never seen it. I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's great. And honestly, if you guys have never seen it, Elvis in '79, the TV movie, was really fucking good. Uh, Kurt Russell at the time was really not very known. He wasn't the big star he is now. Um, I think he had done Gilligan's Island shit as a kid at that time. I mean, he didn't really have that many credits to his name. Um, but yeah, but he, he had Disney movies and stuff. That's true, he did. Yeah, he did. That's right. He was also in an Elvis movie, actually. He, uh, <laughs> he, he goes up to Elvis and kicks him in the knee. That's his big scene. There, <laughs> he's also very young in this episode. I don't know what year this was, but he was in an episode of Love American Style. Oh, I remember that show. Yeah, where he's, he's hmm. playing a... Uh, he's really young in this freaking clip, too, from 1969. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I, I think the Elvis movie that he did, um, I got him thinking it was it's all yeah, I think it's all it all happened at the World's Fair, which I think is 67. And that's a pretty cool scene because it's like this guy ends up playing Elvis and he's in a scene with the actual Elvis, goes up to him, kicks him in the fucking knee, and that's his that's his big scene. <laughs> it's weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> He just, he knew, man. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Someday, man, I'm going to play it. <laughs> oh, he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of credits before 67. Child acting. Yeah, I, I, I remember him on Gilligan's Island. But yeah, he, was a, he had what, a pretty good career as a child actor. We've, we've given ourselves some ideas to check out here. Hopefully we'll give sure. uh, some other people some ideas as well. Yeah, most definitely. Things to check Absolutely. Out. Yeah, I, I think you know my takeaway from that filmography is definitely They Live. Okay, um, I got a couple of things. To, un- I'm going to write a couple of these down here. Yeah, unsung hero of all of them, definitely. <laughs> Needs to be seen. Escape Especially in today's political climate, I think I I think you'll really enjoy it with a lot of the the conspiracy theories that are going on these a days. Okay, Escape from New York, they live. This is another one I was going to watch too. I mean, I'll I'll always uh, support Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a message from Brian. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a yeah. picture of, oh, it's a video of Kurt Russell kicking Elvis. Yeah, like a 29 <laughs> second clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they live, I really need to see. And, well, I'm Escape from LA. Or are you drunk? Well, no, Escape from New York, I don't want to see. Escape from LA, I don't really need to see, apparently. I, you know, if you like Escape from New York and you want to see some more. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's, that's the thing, though. You didn't like it, though, right? I mean, it's like it, it's fun because I, because it's all referencing right. Escape from New York. But I mean, is it a worthy sequel, or do you watch it and go, "Wow, that sucks" as a sequel? I don't know. It's hard because Escape from New York is such a singular thing. It's like got this campy B movie thing that just yeah. really works. Right. Uh, and Escape from LA is more just sort of like trying to recreate that and kind of failing. 
Hmm. Okay. It's like uh, comparing uh, um, staying alive to Saturday night fever. Yeah, probably so. That's probably not a bad analogy. <laughs> or uh, what the hell was that? Under the chair. I'm not mistaken. Moon? I think Stallone directed the uh, staying alive thing. If I'm not mistaken. He did. Yeah, that was Stallone. Yeah, because he bumps into Travolta on the street. Oh my God, that's right. Yes. <laughs> looks over his shoulder the, at him. You, oh, you mentioned Under the Cherry Moon. See, I love Under the Cherry Moon because I love Prince. Well, which one was like the unofficial sequel to Purple Rain? Was it Cherry Moon or Graffiti Bridge? Graffiti, Graffiti Bridge. Bridge. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because okay. Under the Cherry Moon takes place in the French Riviera. And it's That's black right. Yeah. It's like yeah. takes place in the 30s or some shit, yeah. Yeah. See, and as a Prince fan, I loved it. Fucking loved it. But... Critics, yeah, they weren't well, really with me there. That scene, that scene in Graffiti Bridge where those, where that that dude is talking shit to Prince. He's like, "You, you still got the price tag on you," and it, and his buddies are behind him. They go, "Meow, meow, meow, meow." I I cannot take that shit seriously. It's like no nobody would be afraid of either one of these guys. You're still wet behind the ears. Meow. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track All a little right. bit here. Thanks for joining us. Yes. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Those 80s Kids Remember. Hope you enjoyed uh our our, you know, look back at the the filmographies of John Landis and John Carpenter. Definitely um got to see movies in, in in that list there, so make sure you check them out. Uh make sure you check us out Those 80s Kids Remember on Facebook, on Twitter, um, we are on Patreon, where for just a small, uh, you know, monthly donation or or whatever, just a one-time donation anyway, we'll unlock um, uh, extra content in the form of Afterthoughts with Craig and Brian, some extra um, audio content on there and podcast form, I guess. So you can check us out there. Of course, uh, those 80skidsremember.com. And of course, you can download that from any of your favorite podcast suppliers wherever you get your favorite podcast there those 80s kids remember are so thanks again for joining us until next time for those 80s kids remember i am andy i'm brian i'm greg i'm rusty those 80s kids are andy lane brian lundberg craig dillon and rusty daddy music by atokada third-party clips used within are the sole property of their respective owners. Those 80s Kids Remember podcast is a production of those80skids.com, 2021, all rights reserved.